Next, ladies and gentlemen, please warmly welcome Mr. Stephen Bijou, Director of Portfolio Manager, Senior Research Analyst, U.S. Technology, up on the stage to present on investing in the future. A big round of applause, please. Hong Sik, Papu Dangdang, Tokrap, Kun Stephen Bijou, Ha. Well, thank you, and uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Uh, I'm based out in based out of San Francisco in Silicon Valley, and. Despite all the macro noise and political uncertainties, what we're seeing on the technology level, the breakthroughs with artificial intelligence are continuing to make great progress, and we think there's going to be a wealth of opportunities going forward. Um, just to start, um, you know, people always ask, what is artificial intelligence? We're all hearing about it in the media now. Uh, we're seeing more and more companies talk about it. But just to really clarify what it is and how we're looking at the future of, of this technology, um, you know, what is AI? Um, AI in its simplest form is the ability for a program or machine to think and learn like a human. We're now training machines to understand, reason, learn, and act. And it's, it's much like a child that's about one or two years old, just learning to walk and crawl. And as we throw more data at it, more solutions and problems to solve, it's getting smarter and smarter. And so we really do think we're at this inflection point for how artificial intelligence, the technology is progressing and the, the future capabilities uh, of it. Uh, we've talked a lot about today about this fourth industrial revolution, um, how we're fusing the physical and biological worlds with technology. And if you just look back at, at this fourth industrial revolution that we talk about, um, every wave of the industrial revolution was driven by some type of, type of technological um, transformation, um, whether it was the steam engines to the telephone to the PC era. And we really do think this fourth industrial revolution is, is really leveraging the, more, the most cutting edge advanced technologies that we've been all been dreaming about with AI and big data, uh, the cloud computing capabilities. And so we do think this next wave uh, is very much a very productivity driven wave, a new levels of automation and insights that will be uh, very exciting to see. Um, we've been on this journey to intelligence uh, since the first computers were created back in the 1950s. Uh, back then, the early AI researchers wanted to create computer systems that could think and learn like a human, but they really lacked was the data and the compute power to train the AI. And when you think about the last 10 years of, of technology with cloud computing and big data, um, all of our mobile devices is collecting information, all of our likes and dislikes on Facebook and Instagram are being collected, and we're able to utilize these, this information now to really train machines to understand our characteristics. Uh, companies like Facebook and Google are building social graphs to better understand how we think and learn. And you can see that progress being made in, in, in the searches, in the, what you see in your, in your, in your Instagram feeds and, and Facebook feeds today. But if you think about where this is going, um, all, we're really entering a phase where corporations now are leveraging these same technologies um, that these big internet leaders are to drive new levels of productivity and insights. And so we really do think the last several years around mobile and cloud computing are really the big enablers to driving this new era of artificial intelligence. Uh, the big breakthroughs with AI happened back in 2012 uh, when Google applied a bunch of AI algorithms and neural networks on a bunch of YouTube videos. And without telling the machines what to look for, it started to identify patterns in the video data. This is a cat, this is a family, this is a sporting event. This is the same framework now that's being used to identify cancer cells in x-rays or self-driving cars. This ability to take information, see the patterns and the insights and really adapt in real time is what's really changing that. And so we really do think 
every wave of, of technology we've had, this new AI wave is just really starting to the very beginning stages. And when you look at the technology sector from a performance perspective over the last several years, um, it's really been a very consumer-driven cycle where the Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, Googles of the world, and Baidu, Alibaba, Tencent in China drove the majority of outperformance. But if I was to show you a technology chart for every wave of technology we've had over the last you know, four or five decades, you'll see um, really new leaders emerge every five or 10 years with each computing wave. If you go back to the PC era in, in, the, in, in the 80s, you know, Microsoft, Dell, and Intel dominated uh, the technology landscape and de delivered double-digit returns for a number of years. Uh, if you go back to the late 90s, Oracle and SAP created new types of business software that drove new types of productivity and enhancements. Uh, the first generation of feature phones from Motorola and Sony and Ericsson dominated. That gave, and then that gave way to BlackBerry and Apple and now Huawei. And so every wave creates new winners and losers. Um, and this really, this last wave has really been a smartphone-driven mobile app era that has driven, uh, you know, the use cases and the adoptions. But if you think about what the next five or ten years of, of technology investing looks like, we think it's going to be much more fragmented. It's not going to be the same internet giants dominating it, but it's really going to be a productivity-enhancing cycle, new types of business applications, every single industry can be disrupted. And so we do think it's going to be a more complicated and fragmented landscape, uh, and each wave of disruption can create many new winners and losers in every era. Um, why, do you why should we invest in artificial intelligence? Um, if you think about the AI's impact, it's really just beginning. A lot of the latest industry experts have the AI opportunity being over 15.7 trillion to the global economy um, by 2030. And if you think about the size of that, that's more than the current GDP of China and India. And so AI's ability to impact productivity, automation, uh, drive new products and services is gonna be very significant. And we do think it's the biggest commercial opportunity really over the next decade. Um, AI is also expected to boost profits across every industry from healthcare to farming, to education, to logistics. I, we don't think there's any industry that's not going to be affected by AI. And so we do believe AI is a very horizontal technology, one that's, much, that, that's like the internet was in terms of its transformational power. And when you think about um, the impact of AI, really when we talk about what is the impact, it's really on the economic growth rate in every industry. Um, this is a, a forecast from Accenture and Frontier Economics around the expected growth rate improvements across every industry from AI. And when you look at what, the, on the left side, who the early adopters are going to be, it's going to be on the very data-intensive industries, technology, manufacturing, healthcare, finance. But even the, the more remote industries like public services and education are all going to see significant benefits from AI. We do believe we're at this wave of, of this enabling these new technologies of Internet of Things, new types of sensors that will provide more and more data about the environment, driving new levels of, of insights to really change uh, the world we live in today. And when we talk about why AI is happening, we, we, I've talked about how the cloud and big data are very important aspects to powering artificial intelligence. It's providing the, the, the data sets and training sets to leverage the AI. And when you think about the amount of data that's being collected today, 
um, it's really doubling every 1.2 years. And so the amount of data collected across every device and in industries is really changing that, that capability and providing that information set to train the AI. And we're finding new and new patterns and breakthroughs every day from healthcare to uh, consumer applications to businesses. And so we do think that corporations now are just starting to leverage the same cloud computing that the internet guys have done to really change the types of products and services they will offer in the future. And when you think about healthcare, uh, longer term, this is probably one of the biggest opportunities for artificial intelligence. Today, we're just starting to make all of our medical records electronic. Um, we're starting to uh, you know, look at past claims data, patient information, and healthcare companies are trying to drive down the, 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 the on not only the cost of healthcare, but also the, to improve the quality of service. And so you can imagine in a few years, you'll go into your doctor, all of my records are on his iPad, I might have left him a voicemail that I wasn't feeling well, an AI application has already analyzed uh, what my best, uh, what I might have, here's the best course of medicine based on my past experience uh, and, and a history of allergies and really, really change the productivity levels of doctors. We've got a number of new startups now that are using these virtual doctors where it's like a FaceTime application. You can communicate with your doctor for basic illnesses. They can give an instant diagnosis. They can have medicine sent straight to you, for, you know, from the local pharmacy. And so if you think about the potential ways of transforming healthcare, there are many aspects of it from the patient care aspects to new types of sensors and biological devices. Uh, we all have these tracking devices like Fitbit and Apple Watches today. These are really more monitoring devices today but you really they're going to be much more enabled in the coming futures with heart rate, glucose levels. You can imagine the type of information that, that these things can generate to send instant feedback to your doctor. You also have new types of surgical robotics and new types of customized medicine that's going on. Uh, there's a whole new world in, in, in biotech around gene editing and advanced therapies that, that are looking at new ways of how do we customize medicines based on people's DNA to make them much more effective. And so we do think longer term, the opportunities of AI and its impact on healthcare is going to transform the industry and create a number of opportunities. But it is the most regulated industry and it will take time, but we're starting to see uh, lots of little breakthroughs at, at, at the individual level and we think over time this will be very significant. Um, you can also look at um, autonomous driving and self-driving cars being powered by artificial intelligence as a big opportunity. Um, today, we're just starting to benefit from what we call advanced driver assistance systems for lane departure warnings, pedestrian alerts, and self-parking. But we do think over the coming five to seven years, you will see self-driving cars on the road. Um, today, uh, you know, you're really seeing electric vehicles just take off. We're less than 1% penetrated in electric vehicles. And with new emission standards and mandates coming in the next five years, that'll be 5 or 10%. And the amount of semiconductor content or digital content that goes into every generation of a new car uh, continues to, to double. And so we've all seen uh, how much uh, these cars have changed. They're becoming more like our smartphones in the car with big screens, uh, you know, infotainment services. And as we move towards um, autonomous, you're getting different levels of, auto of, of autonomous driving capabilities. And so we do think there's lots of uh, investment opportunities, not only in the car manufacturers, but the infrastructure to power all these uh, things. More types of chips and sensors and cameras that go into every generation of car creates interesting opportunities. 
And we do think the, the technology and the capabilities of getting to self-driving cars um, is actually not too far away. We think in the next three to five years, the software algorithms and capabilities of, of driving down, down the streets um, you know, will, be, will be capable. We're going to see these first deployments in a very limited scope uh, for buses that drive the same routes every day, delivery trucks. Let us get comfortable with the technology. At the upcoming Tokyo Olympics this summer um, in 2020, uh, Toyota is going to be demonstrating a number of autonomous vehicles driving um, participants to and from the events. And so we're going to get, you kind of see the real first big showcase of autonomous driving on the world stage. And AI is not just an industry specific thing, it's also becoming a global arms race. Um, investments in AI research help propel new innovations. Um, the U.S. has led a lot of the early innovations based out in Silicon Valley, but obviously China's pouring billions of dollars um, into new types of AI research and, and, and hoping to become the leader over the coming years. You've seen a number of European countries um, announce AI initiatives um, where everyone is, is trying to stay ahead because we, we all know the future economic growth. Um, even in ASEAN, uh, we're seeing more and more announcements uh, about new R&D centers, public and private partnerships with companies trying to drive that growth. Um, just over at the uh, ASEAN summit yesterday, the uh, Commerce Prime Minister talked about how AI and robotics are really critical to the future growth of the economies, and, and really a lot of the small, medium-sized enterprises need to leverage the technology to stay uh, competitive. And so we do think all this innovation, R&D investments, is going to lead to a lot of new change and solutions um, over the coming years. Now, one of the challenges with this wave of technology coming is how do you invest in AI? Uh, there are no AI benchmarks, no indices, and if you think about the, the horizontal application of AI, we think it's going to be a very unique uh, way to look at it. Um, you know, we do see the opportunities for AI in kind of three big areas across a, a spectrum of technologies uh, and sectors. Um, on the far left, what we call AI infrastructure. Uh, these are the key building block companies that we think are providing the, the, the key infrastructure to these next generation of, of the AI ecosystem. Leading semiconductor companies, component companies, software infrastructure companies. We also have what we call AI applications, uh, the next generation of software and intelligent applications that are driving new levels of, of process automation, insights, um, machine vision capabilities that we think are, are very unique. And uh, we also believe AI is not just about technology. It's about transforming business processes across every industry. And so we have what we call AI-enabled industries, which capture uh, innovative companies in every sector that we think are driving uh, early investments in AI, leveraging the unique data sets, um, really trying to drive change in, in the respective industry. And so much like Amazon disrupted the retail space over the last decade and Netflix and media, we think we're finding early examples across every industry from healthcare to financials to agriculture that are driving unique innovations uh, with, with their AI investments and creating uh, interesting opportunities. Uh, just to provide a list of some companies that would fall into these kind of three buckets, you know, in AI infrastructure, we all obviously know companies like NVIDIA for its GPU chip capabilities for, for AI training applications, to smaller cap companies like On Semiconductor that make advanced sensors and power management, uh, to, to uh, companies like Marvell Technologies that make a lot of 5G infrastructure, uh, to companies like Splunk in the big data management space. Um, we really do think that we're just at the early stages of these next generation of infrastructure uh, capabilities. 
Uh, in AI applications, we're all familiar with how the big internet guys like Facebook and Google utilize AI, but we're seeing a next wave of, of um, really enterprise applications leverage AI in the ecosystem. Everything from Twilio in, in communications to CrowdStrike in cybersecurity, a recent new IPO. And so we do think there's this whole new wave of, of companies that are now leveraging AI to not only uh, in the past, we wrote business software, and in this new wave, software is writing itself and becoming more intelligent as we expose it to new problems in data. Um, and when we look at uh, outside of technology, what we call AI-enabled industries, uh, leaders that we think are driving new innovations, we've all seen how uh, Netflix has driven it in media. We've got new companies like Roku that are more over-the-top ad-supported models to companies like Square in the fintech space driving innovations where you can run your entire business off an iPad uh, to companies like John Deere, traditional tractor company that's leveraging AI to drive really unmanned tractors, automatic spraying of pesticides and watering to improve crop yields. And so we're seeing lots of interesting innovations in every single uh, industry. And, you know, AI really, AI is not science fiction. It's already happening behind the scenes, uh, gradually making people's lives easier. We think a lot of what's gone on in the labs is just starting to make it into new products. You know, in healthcare, a lot of um, AI algorithms have been training on, on x-rays, and they can identify cancer cells, rare diseases, at higher accuracy rates than a, than a radiologist. And we're just starting to see this put in, be put into new products. Um, companies like GE Health just released their first x-ray machine last month with its first embedded AI capabilities. And so now you can take an x-ray, have an instant analysis of, of what may be the problem. If it's something uh, very urgent, you can, get, you can you know, get an instant reaction that they, you need to see there. And you're no longer sitting in the waiting room for three or four hours waiting for your x-rays to come back. And we think that can change that. Um, you know, uh, in San Francisco, at UCSF earlier this year uh, had some real breakthroughs in the early detections of Alzheimer's disease. They've been training the AI on early on brain scans of patients, and they, they can now detect Alzheimer's disease several years before a clinical diagnosis. And so the power of the capabilities of AI is just starting to really scratch the surface in certain industries. Uh, in the home, we're all familiar with uh, these smart speakers and voice assistants like Siri and Alexa on our smartphones. These are first-generation voice assistants, but they're getting smarter and smarter. Uh, something like Alexa had 5,000 skills a few years ago. She now has over 30,000, and they're learning with more and more questions asked. Uh, at the Consumer Electronics Show earlier this year, um, People kind of outlined kind of their product roadmaps of how these voice assistants are coming. And they'll be coming to everything from laptops to home appliances to our cars. And so you can see how these voice assistants will become kind of the, the consumer interface to AI in the cloud. Uh, in retail, we're obviously, you know, we're, we're starting to test uh, using cameras and sensors to do cashierless stores, virtual fitting rooms with new types of applications. And so we do think we're just starting to see more and more use cases of how AI is being done. Uh, every Sunday, I like to sit down, you know, after reading the Sunday morning newspaper and Google search AI in manufacturing, AI in healthcare, AI in finance. And you're finding many more examples of small use cases of how AI is being applied and, and the kind of change that it's driving. And so we do think it's going to be something very topical, uh, and the amount of change that we'll see in the years will continue. Um, just some examples of how AI has changed. Um, you know, just even online video. Um, is really being disrupted uh, with AI. 
you, you know, there are billions of devices now. We've got over-the-top streaming devices at home. And we now have access to thousands of channels uh, of content. And we've moved to this on-demand world of, of how we consume content. Um, intelligent search capabilities help us find that content. Uh, you know, what else we might like. Um, you've got content providers that are changing their business model where they're now seeing instant real-time feedback of how content's being consumed, what's being watched, and they're catering their investments to these different areas. And so we do think, you know, little examples like this have, have been seen on the consumer side and are driving, I think, the example use cases of what we're going to see uh, in other industries. Um, you know, in healthcare, we're just starting to scratch the surface, as I talked about, uh, of how it's being used. Um, companies like Anthem and United Healthcare, traditional medical insurance companies, they're now leveraging AI to analyze, you know, years of past claims data, patient records in an anonymous way to try to help drive better outcomes for their, for their network providers. And so as more and more of this information gets digitized, uh, there's more and more capabilities to drive new levels of innovation. Uh, in agriculture, we've been kind of moving to this war towards new types of precision agriculture where now you can take drone images of crops, analyze these images in real time, it communicates to an unmanned tractor that's driving. Uh, they've got automatic spraying capabilities and sensors looking at each plant. Uh, there are weeds developing. Let's spray these pesticides. It's a little bit, it's a little bit dry. Let's, let's spray additional water. And now companies like John Deere are, are selling software and subscription applications to their farmers around crop yield and management. And how do you manage uh, these crops of un unmanned, unmanned um, tractors? And so we really do think that the use case of how AI is being applied to is really changing. And when you look at the opportunity for the future, um, the venture capital industry has poured over $75 billion of funding into um, over 2,600 AI startups. Um, the level of investments over the last three years has made AI one of the top three categories, uh, right next to FinTech and digital health in terms of, uh, of investment dollars. And so we do think there's this whole crop of next generation companies that will be coming to market, uh, possibly coming IPO in the next several years uh, in areas like robotic process automation, new types of machine learning applications, new types of semiconductor chips uh, and sensors. And so uh, I think What's interesting for us is, you know, every few years you get these new crop of IPOs. We've seen the sharing economy ones come more recently. Uh, there's been lots of debate on valuations with those companies, but those were more consumer models trying to find a profitability model. When we're talking about AI, we're talking about business application, productivity capabilities, and so we do think that the business models will be a bit more proven as they come to market in software and semiconductor chips. Um, and in terms of where we are in, in the AI timeline, we're still at the very beginning stages of what we call the AI revolution. Um, today, we're right here in the middle of what we call machine learning, where we're using natural language processing, deep learning, uh, and the AI is getting smarted up to what we call narrow artificial intelligence. And when we say narrow artificial intelligence, that is AI that is specialized in one specific area for one specific task that's cr creating that levels of efficiency. So we see how AI is being applied with Watson beating uh, the Jeopardy champion, um, how it can beat the champions at Go, um, where it's been very defined use cases and, and, and in, in terms of the X-ray capabilities and analyzing X-rays. But we have not really applied that to what we call general artificial intelligence yet, where the AI is smart enough in multiple areas. And we do think in the next, 
really kind of 10 to 15 years, the AI capabilities for specific tasks will reach that level of capability, much like a human where we can touch and feel and do multiple things at, at a time. Um, we don't think we're just going to turn over this to the machines, um, and this next really decade is about human-supervised AI, where we let AI provide us the insights and recommendations, automate the mundane tasks for us, provide us input as to what, what could be done best. Um, we do think AI needs to learn the right governance and ethics, and, and we're starting to put those policies and frameworks in place to, to kind of teach that. And so, you know, what we see in the movies of super AI or autonomous AI is still probably 30 or 40 years, years away. Um, I just saw the recent Terminator movie uh, the other day, and, and there's a debate of what AI future looks like. Um, to us, it looks more like um, Jarvis in Iron Man helping Tony Stark be more productive um, and learning from him versus something more of the scarier portrayals. But it's a lot of debate as to what's gone on. Um, there'll be lots of change and disruption. Um, and we do think, obviously, every economy, uh, every country is looking at the impact of AI now. What is it going to do to jobs? How do we focus on job retraining? Um, while we can try to slow the technology, um, it always happens faster. We've always seen these adoption phases of different cycles happen faster. And so we do think the amount of change to come will be significant. Um, if you look at the last 10 years, you know, we're going on iPhone 11 now. Um, look how much your lives have changed with smartphones and mobile applications. And these are basic consumer devices. When you take the power of the Internet of Things and all these sensors and capabilities and the power of AI to take all this data and hopefully drive new levels of, of insights and information, we do think it's going to create a much bigger opportunity than even the Internet. And so uh, we're excited that um, AI is still in its infancy, but in the last, I think, several years, it's, re it's reached an inflection point for both not only consumer adoption, but even on corporate adoption. Uh, when you look at a lot of corporate surveys today, um, over half of companies have no investments in AI, only about 20% are in the pilot stage, and only 5% have extensively adopted AI. Um, in our latest uh, IT surveys, over 10% have shifted from no adoption in the pilots. And so we do think we're on this uh, inflection point from a corporate side where everyone's looking at, you know, where, where, what is our AI strategy, what investments do we need to make, and I do think that's going to change the investment opportunities from an investment perspective from that uh, how we look at how AI will proliferate. And we do think that the opportunities to come will be, will be significant. Um, just in summary, you know, we really do think AI is going to be the biggest driver of innovation and disruption since the Internet. Um, the amount of change, the amount of impacts across every sector, uh, how it impacts our daily lives, you know, will be significant. And I don't, uh, while we all try to forecast what the future may look like, um, I can tell you that the, the small use cases and breakthroughs that we're seeing at the technology level will continue to be leveraged into new products and services, hopefully improve our quality of life in, in good ways. I think people are trying, we read lots of scary things about AI, but we also read about lots of big breakthroughs. And, you know, I think what we've seen with technology it, on the consumer side is, is new ways to find the use and applicability to it. And I think what we're finding now in every industry from healthcare to finance to manufacturing to transportation are new ways to leverage that technology. 
Um, and, and when you give people the power of that, this type of capability, you're going to find interesting new innovations. And so you can imagine a future that's going to be much more different. Um, some things like you see in some of the movies, it will take longer to get to some of the, 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 the more advanced stages. But the key building blocks of what we're seeing are there. And from an investment perspective, it creates a, an interesting time. Um, as I said, the last several years have been dominated by these mega cap um, internet giants. And we do think, if you think about the AI landscape from an investment perspective, it's going to be more fragmented, new types of business applications, new types of processes. Um, every industry can be uh, impacted by the, this amount of disruption, and that's been a big theme for, for here today. And so uh, we do think the opportunity set is growing as well. Uh, it's not just technology. It will be every company where there'll be winners and losers created. Um, and lots of market cap that can, that, that can, that can shift between winners and losers. Um, had you invested in Amazon and, and, and a not in a lot of traditional retailers, um, you know, the relative returns have been very significant. And we do think you can see that uh, in every sector. And since there's no easy way to invest in AI, we do think active management is an important part of that process. Um, you know, I, we've got a dedicated team of five people that focus on, the, on our AI fund. We meet with over a thousand companies a year, always talking with management teams about their levels of R&D investments towards AI. Give us examples of early AI projects. What kind of returns did you see? What kind of ROI? Nothing gets us excited more than a management team that applied it to this one specific area and they've just doubled their budget towards AI innovation. I think if we can identify those types of companies that are driving innovation earlier, we think that creates more value to be captured over time. And so we're excited about what's ahead of us. Um, despite all the macro and, and geopolitical uncertainties and, and a lot of the trade uncertainties, a lot of this is around intellectual property like our, 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 our prior speaker talked about where these advanced technologies are becoming important to uh, future economic growth and people don't want, they, they don't want to share it. And I do think this first wave of AI uh, will be very fragmented, not only in technologies, but even across geographies. You will get Chinese AI companies, uh, European AI companies, US AI companies, and everyone will try to really use their technologies to their advantage. And over time, you know, I think it'll, it'll open it up. There'll be more open frameworks. But right now, it's really a, a, a race to, to stay ahead. And so we do think the investment levels are great. More and more R&D dollars are being poured to AI companies. Um, the amount of disruption that we're starting to see is just starting. And so, you know, we're excited that, you know, with change comes opportunity. And um, I've been covering technology for 20 plus years. Um, you've seen all these different waves of technology every three or five years. And we do think this wave ahead of us will be the most impactful and create lots of value um, and, and lots of destruction. And so that's, that's both the opportunity and the, and the risk with this. But we're, we're, we're excited that the technology is coming. I think we're going to focus on doing the good things with the technology initially but it will have an impact on people's lives, and both good and bad, and we'll have to retrain people's jobs, um, focus on higher value add, and so we do think it's an, it's an interesting time that the technologies we've seen in the last 10 years have been very consumer focused, and the future ones will be much more about business and, and business change, and so uh, with that, um, we'll be around um, after the event and at tonight's reception, happy to talk about technology, how we see the AI landscape evolving, but um, it, I, I want to thank you for your time and, and interest with that. Thank you.